Welcome to Grief with Grace, the podcast for mothers who have children in spirit and who are now navigating life after the unimaginable. I'm your hostess, Lori Latimer, and I am one of those mothers. Each week, my guests and I will be sharing with you insights, stories, tools, and inspirations to help you find moments of joy in the everyday. Because even on the darkest days, there is joy if you know how and where to look for it. Welcome to this week's episode of Grief with Grace for Grieving Moms. Is it fall at your house yet? Or spring if you're in the Southern Hemisphere? In my conversations with other moms with children in heaven, it's clear that for many of us, we become much more mm, sensitive, I guess is the right word, to the subtle nuances and the energetic changes with the seasons in a way that we weren't before our children left this life. So be gentle with yourself during these times and know that it's perfectly normal to feel things more intensely and more deeply as the energy shifts in the atmosphere. And speaking of shifts, this week I want to talk about shifting the way we look at something that people often take for granted until grief hits them in um, in such a really harsh way. I want to talk about happiness before and after. And this idea came from an email that I received from a mom, and I don't have I didn't ask permission to use her name, so I will leave it anonymous, but she sent me an email asking if she will ever feel happy again, and she said that she feels guilty when she feels the least bit happy now that her son is in heaven. I know that from my own experience and from talking to so many other grieving moms, guilt is one of the emotions that we carry with us for a multitude of reasons. But like I said, today I want to talk about the the fact that we feel guilty when we feel just the little, littlest bit of happiness after our child goes to heaven. And so I was thinking about it, and I realized that in my work with a few with women a few years ago, before Greg left this life, I would have them work through their values. And one value that seemed to be universal, although not necessarily a top value, was happiness. That was almost like a a given that people wanted to be happy, that that was one of their values in life, was um, experiencing happiness for themselves and making sure that the people that they loved were happy or feeling a sense of, you know, now that I look back on it, I think that they almost felt a sense of responsibility for other people's happiness. Regardless, I created a process to help these women define what happiness meant to them, regardless of whether it was one of their top values or not. And one of the things that many grieving moms say, especially in the early phases of their grief journey, is that they will never be happy again. Happiness can seem very elusive when a big piece of our very existence is no longer physically here. We all know that. The day that Greg left this life, I remember holding my five-week-old grandson, my oldest son's newborn baby, and I felt my body flood with joy looking at him, and it startled me. And I thought, how can I feel such joy when Greg's no longer here? It was almost like I felt, I felt like I was betraying Greg by feeling any, quote, positive emotion. Um, it's really just a higher vibration 
and vibrational emotion than the lower level ones. But for simplicity's sake, we'll call it a positive emotion. And so talking to many other grieving moms, I know that I'm not alone in feeling that way. Now, the experiences may vary, but the feelings and the conflict is very similar. And yet, talking to moms who are much further along on this journey than I am, I know that we don't have to stay in that conflicted space if we choose not to. Now, I also don't believe that anyone ever has a happy life every minute of every single day of their life. That just isn't realistic because we're human. And we chose to incarnate in this physical life, which brings with it, just by its very nature, both positive and negative experiences and feelings. We get sick. We experience loss. We're happy. We feel joy. We feel gratitude. You know, we experience the entire range of human emotions. But to have this idea that we'll never experience happiness again is just as unrealistic as expecting to be happy or thinking that someone else is happy all the time. No one is. But when I held my little grandson that afternoon, I knew that I could find moments, the moments of joy that I talk about. You might call it happiness or contentment. I like the word joy. I That word became part of my, part of my very being back in... Mm, 2009. Um, And so that's the word that really resonates with me. Now, it's going to likely look and feel different than it did when your child was in this physical life. But how will it look to you? How will it look when you feel happy or when you feel content or when you feel joy or when you feel peace? Knowing that will help you when you experience the sadness and the other lower level emotions of grief. Because when you have a clear knowing of what happiness looks like for you now, you'll be able to come back up out of those lower level emotions. It might not and it probably will not happen instantaneously, but just the knowing that it will happen will help you take one more breath and then another and another and so on. And I will be very transparent with you. This happened to me just last night. I had something happen that sent me spiraling downward. But because I have this frame of reference, and I know that that I can come back up out of that dark place, that I can and will feel joy again, allowed me to move through that process. Yes, I reached out to a friend for some conversation, um, but it allowed me to move through those feelings and those emotions because I know that I will feel that joy again. And so when you do feel that small spark of joy, of happiness, allow yourself to feel it. Allow yourself to experience it. Don't snuff it out. Don't squelch it. You know, so many times we're so quick to, we we feel that spark or that sense of lightness and immediately we have that thought, oh, I can't, oh, my child's not here, so how dare I, right? Don't do that. Let that feeling that expanded vibration flow, knowing that your precious child, I guarantee you, is beaming with love as it flows through you. 
You know, one of the biggest keys to connecting with our children in spirit is being able to raise our vibration and allowing ourselves to feel the higher level emotions to embracing them does exactly that. And that's why it's so important that we be present so that we're able to notice those moments, those experiences that make us smile, that make us happy, that bring us joy, even if it's just for a moment. Because when you string those moments together, your life has meaning. And that's what I find is missing with so many grieving moms. You aren't simply existing when you can feel that joy, feel that expansiveness, feel that happiness. When you can string those moments together, you're not just going through the motions. You're participating in life. And you're contributing to life in a meaningful way. Because when you allow yourself to feel those higher level energies and vibrations and emotions, it's, there's a ripple effect. You know, they, they say that, and I think there've been studies done about this. I don't know what they are, but I do know that I've heard that there's a saying that when a butterfly flaps its wings on one side of the world, that is felt on the other side of the world. So whether that's just a metaphor or whether it's actually true, the point is, is that whatever we feel vibrates out from us to those around us, to our community, and to the collective consciousness. But like I said, you have to define what happiness means to you at this point. It will change a month from now, a year from now, 10 years from now. This is something I did at least twice a year before Greg left this life, I would define what my values meant to me. And I would define what happiness meant to me. And, you know, in the first several months after he left this life, I didn't do any of the things that I had been doing before. You know, I was in survival mode. I was in shock and disbelief. If you've been through this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But at some point later in that first year, I started doing this again. And I will tell you that I resisted it at first. It's like happiness. Oh, screw that. I don't deserve to be happy. I don't want to be happy. I mean, those were some of the thoughts that, you know, that went through my mind. And in talking to other moms, that's very common. So a beautiful journaling exercise that you can do is to light a candle have a cup of hot water with lemon or tea if you'd like, and get really quiet and still. And then write at the top of the paper, what does happiness mean to me? And then just start journaling. Just let your your pen start moving. Don't edit it. Don't think about it. Just let yourself journal and write out, you know, when you're happy, what do you feel physically? How do you feel mentally? How do you feel emotionally? How do you feel spiritually? Do you feel connected or disconnected? Do you feel in sync with nature? Do you feel connected to other people? And what is it for you? What does it look like? What does it sound like? What are you hearing when you're happy? What does it look like? What are you actually doing? Are you, are you connecting with your child in spirit? Are you playing with your grandchildren? Are you walking along the beach? What do you hear? when you're happy. Really feel into this. 
and use experiences from the recent past when you felt happy, those moments of happiness, those moments of joy, to help guide your answers. There are clues in your recent past. And you might be wondering why you would even do this. And it's really very simple. When you get really clear on it in this way, you're more likely to notice when you experience it. And you're more likely to remember it. And then, like I was saying, when you do feel the lower level emotions, when you do go into that downward spiral, which we all do, if we're being honest and if we are processing our grief in a healthy way, you will go into those dark places from time to time. You'll remember that it is possible to be happy, to feel joy, to feel contentment. And I'll give you an example from a client I was working with recently. Her daughter left this life a little over three years ago. I think it was maybe early summer of 2017. It might have been, you know, late spring, early summer of 2017. And what this client told me is that she realized that she's happy when she's painting. She said she never painted before her daughter left this life, but she started about eight months into her grief journey. And what she told me was that it opened up creativity that she never knew she had. She said that she feels free when she paints. She feels, um, the word she used was expressive. She said that sometimes when she paints, it helps her to release anger or other lower level emotions. And then other times, it helps her to express her gratitude, her connection to her daughter, her love for her other children and her grandchildren. She said that she doesn't paint for any accolades or to even ever share her creations. She said she does it for the pure joy that it brings to her life in the life that she's living now. And she said that it's changed as time's gone by. In the beginning, she said that her paintings tended to be really dark colors. And then they were more muted colors, more neutral colors. And now they're vibrant uh, more vibrant colors. So how do you define happiness at this point? I hope that you'll share with me either on my Grief with Grace podcast Facebook page um, or email me. And I'll put a link to that public page in the show notes because I realized that I never shared that page. Um, you know, gosh, there are business pages and personal pages and groups and and then there's Instagram and all the things, and it's there's just so much social media. But that's another topic for another day. And I would also um, ask if you would please be sure to leave a rating and a review, review for this podcast. We just passed 2,000 downloads of this podcast, and I want to reach even more moms who are on this journey. So if you are on Apple Podcasts, I guess it's called now, it used to be iTunes, but Apple Podcasts, you can leave a rating, which I hope you will give me a five-star rating. If not, please feel free to email me and let me know why you would give me a lower rating because I want to make this as valuable for you and other people as I possibly can. So if you have suggestions, if you have ideas for topics, um, please share them with me. Um, and I think that's it for, for today. And I'm wishing you a beautiful week. And until next time, I'm sending you much love and grace. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Grief with Grace podcast. Be sure to join our Facebook community and follow me on Instagram at at Lori underscore Latimer. 
don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you receive a reminder when new episodes are uploaded. And please leave a rating and review so I can continue to bring you fresh new content each week. If you find this podcast valuable, and I hope you do, please be sure to share it with a mom who could use a little extra support. Until next week, I invite you to find a moment of joy today and every day.